morning, everyone. It is time for Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite, Casey Phillips and senior writer and editor Scott Smith here. And this is where we take all of your questions. So if you have one of those for us, make sure you head on over to the Buccaneers Facebook page and underneath our live video, that is where you can put your questions. So as we give people a chance to start submitting those, uh, we figured we would start, of course, where I'm sure most of those questions will start, which is with injuries. Uh, that has been the storyline for unfortunately, a while now for this season. So what do we feel like we might know this week and when might we know it? What are, what are we thinking? Is there, is there some optimism for, for once getting guys back instead of losing, losing more people? Well, today will be really telling because it's the first practice of the week and it'll be interesting to see if a couple of guys are back out there on Monday. Um, head coach Bruce Arians said he was hopeful that we could get back Rob Gronkowski and Levante David this week, which would be huge and maybe Richard Sherman. I think he's probably the longest shot of those three. Also hopeful that the guys that got hurt, most notably Dee Delaney and Jamel Dean, more cornerbacks that got hurt in the uh, Chicago game will be okay. Um, <clears throat> they didn't seem overly concerned about those guys, but even an injury that could keep them out a week would be trouble for the Bucks right now because they're just so thin and we're already down so far on the depth chart at cornerback. Uh, you know, you just keep pasting over the next injury and the guys are doing a fantastic job. And so is Todd Bowles uh, putting those guys in position. And you can't say enough about what guys like D Delaney have done, but at some point you just run out of good options, you know? So this will be a good day to see if anybody's back on the practice field in particular Levante and, and Gronk. Yeah. And uh, we had some questions about Sean Murphy bunting that, you know, he's one of those guys we haven't heard much yeah. about in a long time. That's kind of what happens once you go on that IR list that mm -hmm. you don't tend to hear a lot for a while. So is, is there any way that we would know a little bit more about, or when might we know more about his situation? Yeah. You know, the last thing that Bruce has said is that both him and, and Carlton are a ways away. So I don't think we're to the point yet where we're starting to think about, okay, they're returning in a week or two. I think we're still a bit away from that. So at the moment, we're just going to have to consider those two guys kind of off in the future, hopefully some reinforcements later in the season, but uh, not really in the plans at the moment. Okay. And we also had people asking about Scotty Miller um, and when we think he could potentially come back. And um, I also just wanted to hear what you thought about overall with him being out, AB being out this last week, what our wide receiver group has has looked like and is there a chance we see more of guys like Tyler Johnson because of that? Well, as for Scotty Miller, the thing is he has a turf toe injury and that's one of the most confounding injuries in the NFL, partly because it doesn't sound like much, um, you know, but it is a bad injury. It's a ligament injury that it often takes guys a long time to come back from. And even when they do, they're often struggling with it because it's very painful. So um, we don't have a timetable on Scotty yet. Now, as for the receivers, Going into that game before AB was down, you had those, you had AB and Mike Evans and um, Chris Godwin all with almost identical stats. And you also had guys like Leonard Fournette and OJ Howard, especially in week six, catching a lot of passes. So uh, it's kind of been what is the defense giving you? And Tom Brady's been taking what they give and going to the open man. And sometimes, like in Philly, that was really more the tight ends and backs than it was the receivers. But with Brown out, this last game against Chicago, you know, it went back to kind of the way it was in the Jameis Winston years when almost everything went through Evans and Godwin. And those two guys accounted for almost all the team's passing yards in this game. Both of them had great games. Obviously, Mike Evans had three touchdowns. And, you know, Casey, our, our streak was broken because this was our fourth 
home game. And after every home game of the first three, a buck, we'd been able to talk on Wednesday about a Buccaneer being named a player of the week. And we had a shot with Mike Evans and three, three touchdowns, but it went to that Alvin Kamara guy that we're going to have to deal with this week. So uh, in any case, the point is the Bucs have a lot of weapons in the passing game. And, and there's a lot of different ways that the Bucs offensively can approach a game. And in that, in this last one, it was leaning on those two star receivers. Okay. And uh, Matt had asked, uh, he said, I see that the Cardinals are number one in the power rankings. Do you think that's more to do with the Bucks' strength of schedule or purely that the Cardinals are seven and oh, do you think yeah. head to head healthy, we beat them? Well, I think it would be a fantastic game. I think the Buccaneers can beat any team in this league when we're fully healthy. Um, I, it's I, If I'm making a power poll, which are, you know, they're, they're kind of like, um, grades right after a draft we all know that they don't mean anything and they're a little bit silly but i mean why do you need to power rank teams when you have standings that kind of shows you who's winning who's the best teams but we also all love them right we read them every week and we love when our team's near the top if i'm making a power ranking right now and i'm being objective about this i got to start with the team that's seven and up and they haven't had a an easy schedule. They've beaten the Rams. They've beaten the Browns. They've had they, the Cardinals are killing it and they deserve all the accolades they're getting. Do I think the Buccaneers at full strength are a better team than the Cardinals? I'm biased probably, but yeah, I think so. And we may be finding this out come the playoffs. It would be an exciting game. That's for sure with playing against Kyler Murray and with the offense that we have. Uh, yes, I agree. That would be a very fun game. Um, so looking at, we had a couple questions about trades, um, but Mike had asked, are there any trade options you think the Bucks would be looking into before the trade deadline? I got to believe that, that Jason Light is, is taking any calls that comes his way and, and his staff is, his pro personnel staff, Rob McCartney and all those guys are scouting everybody that looks like they might be available. You look at the teams that are probably out of it and should be selling in order to gain some draft assets, probably. And you see who might they be willing to let go. And, and some of it has to do with, with uh, what their salaries are. And the Bucks don't have a lot of salary cap space right now. They have some. And generally, you can make some more by restructuring contract and pushing some cap hit into years to come, which we've been doing for the last two years. But, um, uh, you know, who would it be? I mean, you look at those teams. Does anybody have a cornerback that maybe could shake loose? Obviously, that's something the Buccaneers could use. Uh, but it's all speculation at this point. I think we have until next Tuesday, if I'm not. Yeah, next Tuesday at four is the trade deadline. You know, I never would put money down. Well, I can't anyway, but I never would bet on us making a trade over not making a trade. But also the last two years have taught me that you can never say never with Jason Light and the way they're constructing this roster to try to win championships. I agree. Uh, so now looking to the Saints game this next week, uh, you know, whenever it's a division team, you feel like there's so much familiarity, but now this is uh, there's some uniqueness to it and some familiarity in the sense that all of a sudden for the first time and forever and ever and ever, it is not a Drew Brees led Saints team, but no. there's still some familiarity there with Jace, with, with Jameis at quarterback. So what do you think is going to be the, the keys to this game, both offensively and defensively, and then just how it could look similar or different to to previous years of facing the Saints? Well, this Saints team has two really gigantic strengths. One of them is Alvin Kamara. And Coach Arian said on Monday, he's six days away from the game, but he's already thinking about how the Buccaneers have to stop Kamara better than they did Khalil Herbert. And it was it was strange to see a running back get 100 yards against our rush defense, which even after that is still ranked number one in the league. But Kamara can hurt you in so many ways. He's just like, they hadn't even hardly been using him as a pass catcher through the first five games, which was surprising. And in this last game against Seattle, 
he caught like 11 passes for 128 yards or something like that. And they were the, the Seahawks in the second half were double teaming him and they still couldn't stop him. The second strength for the Saints is a really, really good defense. One of the best ones we're going to face all season. And what's good about him is they're just good pre- at every level. Um, Demario Davis, their middle linebacker, might be one of the most underrated players in the entire league. He absolutely does it all. Rushes the passer, is a great cover linebacker, makes all the tackles, knows which gaps to fill when, when you're um, in the running game. He's just fantastic. They got good safeties, good corners. Um, it's it's going to be a really tough challenge. Uh, so I don't know if it's going to be like week one in 2018 with that record-setting 48-40 shootout. I think it's probably a little more low scoring than that, but it's going to be a tough one. But it's one that the Buccaneers need because they need to get over this divisional hump. The Saints have won the last four. The Bucs won it all last year, but they didn't win a division. And if you want that easier route to this to another Super Bowl with a first-round buy or at least a first-round game at home, you got to win the division. Yeah, I agree, especially, you know, the winning the division is always something you want, but it seems like this year with how stacked the NFC is, Mm -hmm. I think it makes it even more important for a just to know you for sure have a playoff spot, but even just we saw I mean, of course, it was incredible they were able to make it all the way as the wild card team but it would be nice to have have some home playoff games as well. So, all right, well, that is going to do it for us on this edition of Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite. Thanks as always for those questions and we will see you right back here next week. (laughs) We'll <laughs>